<clears throat> so I got a couple things I want to make sure we get to. We're going to take our normal break, and in the break, we're going to make sure you get all the food you possibly can. Have a great time doing that and uh, celebrate this Christmas together. Before we do that, let me tell you about just a couple of quick things happening here at Faith. One, if you are new here, thank you so much for being with us this Christmas morning or this week before Christmas morning and gathering with us today. We love to get you a gift before you leave. So make sure you see Miss Dawn, who just sang, and Miss Chris, she'll help you out in the back too. Get you a welcome gift this morning as you're here with us in person. If you're online with us, we want to welcome you there too. So know you can get a gift there as well. Let us know you're on there and we will make sure we get you a free ebook today before you get off. Uh, for a whole bunch of stuff coming up here at Faith, we want to clue you in on before we get too far into this morning. And one of them is the giving tree, all right? So we did this thing this year where we had a tree up and we had gifts that were available for you to purchase for uh, so many kids in our community that were in need this year, and so many of you. Matter of fact, I think just about everybody participated in that, and you took a tag off the tree. Today was the day to bring that back, and so hopefully you did that. If you have stuff that's outstanding, maybe it's still being shipped here, or maybe you just left it at home because you're like me and forgetful, uh, make sure you know you can drop that off either the remainder of today or tomorrow uh, on the ramp. Uh, beside the cafe door. Just make sure you can bring that before uh, Tuesday because we're beginning to collect everything this week so we can give them out to the families this Wednesday, all right? So thank you so much for helping us out with that giving tree. We did over 50 gifts this year for children in our community. That is fantastic for a church this size. I thank you so much again for making that possible. It is such a blessing to be able to be a part of a church that is so giving uh, and so generous in all that we do. Thank you, thank you, thank you. One other thing I want to highlight is our Faith Family Christmas. So this is our Christmas party, quote unquote. Next Sunday, we're doing something a little bit different where we're going to have a really intimate uh, experience. We're going to arrange the chairs a little bit differently. We're just going to sit around for about 10, 15 minutes, maybe 20, and just tell the Christmas story together. It'll be online as well. But if you have family that are in and you want to come and be a part of our Faith Family Christmas, that is available for you next Sunday at 10 a.m. If you have family coming in out of town and you're like, well, I got to stay at home, you can watch online online. Uh, it's going to be brief, but whatever uh, makes sense for your situation, know that there's something here for you Sunday morning at 10 a.m. next week on Christmas Day uh, if you would like to be a part of that, okay? One last thing I always want to highlight is our giving because this time of year, as all of you are well aware, there are so many needs, right? So many people are in need, whether it be a, a gas bill, a fuel bill, something's in their life where it's overwhelming and we need to be able to help them. And so we encourage uh, anybody who has a need, we'll help you the best we can. We don't have infinite resources, but we try our best to be able to manage what God has given us. And so if you have a need, message us, go to our website, faithchurchvt.com. Find our content info on the bottom. We will try our best to help you where you're at and the need that you have to the best of our ability. Uh, if you would love to give towards that and so many other things happening here at Faith throughout the year, make sure you know you can give physically with the baskets up front to my left and right and in the back, or you can give online, faithchurchvt.com. Press the give button. It's really easy. Or you can even text to give. It's all really simple to make it happen. And we need all those gifts. That's what that generosity funds this mission to make it possible for us to reach this community for Jesus. And that's what we're here to do. So thank you so much for all that you've done for that giving so far this year. All right. So let's jump into this real brief where we hit our break here in a minute. Christmas is in full swing. Everybody ready for Christmas, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, all the kids are ready for Christmas. <laughs> That's good. And we're working through a series called The Characters of Christmas, right? So if you've heard this Christmas story long enough, or maybe you haven't heard it at all, you maybe are familiar with some of the characters of Christmas. But what we want to do in this series is really dive into their lives and really get a different perspective of what they were going through when this first Christmas ever, right? So we talked about Zechariah and Elizabeth. We talked about Mary. Last week, we talked about Joseph. Today, we're going to talk about angels and shepherds angels and shepherds, all right? So we're going to get there in just a sec. Before we get to angels and shepherds, I want to encourage you to be thinking, to be engaged. You're not just up here listening to me talk. If you're here just listening to me, you're going to be sadly disappointed in this experience this morning, all right? We need you to engage imaginatively with this, to have empathy in these situations as we look at this, uh, at these two characters this morning. It's not passive, it's an active engagement. So to help get you warmed up, we're going to do a break. So a special break today. We're going to have a question that I want you to ask and answer. That's normal, but we have food. So what I want to encourage you to do is I want you to, to get up here in just a minute when we get the break going, and I want you to talk to each other, welcome each other this morning. I want you to form an orderly line <laughs> and filter through and grab some food if you like. Uh, there's a couple of different tables and some drinks, and then feel free to come back and, and sit down and, and share a few moments together before we get into the message, all right? Uh, kids, this is going to be hopefully a little more interactive for you too, because you're going to be sitting and eating, and I'm going to hopefully engage with you. I'm going to need your help this morning, all right? Because sometimes the adults up here, they get a little sleepy and they fall asleep. So I need you to help me stay engaged with the adults, all right? So we're going to take a break. You're going to eat a little bit. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about angels and shepherds, and we're going to have a great time this morning. So the question as we break is, what's your favorite Christmas song, all right? What's your favorite Christmas song? So we're going to take a break, about five, six, seven minutes or so, ask and answer that if each other. We'll talk about it as a group, grab some food, and come back to your seats when you get a chance. All right, let's do this. All right. Let's do a mic check on that one, Josh. Make sure we're good. We good in the back, Jenny? Yeah, perfect. All right, here we go. All right, what's your favorite Christmas song? Let's talk about it together, guys. You've already been doing this, getting some food. What's your favorite in the back? Scott's got one. Let's kick it off. Little one is Dominic the Donkey. Little Drummer Boy and Dominant the Donkey. Who else? Favorite Christmas song. What else you got? Over here, right next to you. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. That's a great one. Who else? Miss Jan's got one. What you got? Joy to the world because the Lord puts joy in my heart every single day. Joy to the world. Awesome. We're going to sing that one in the end. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Who else? Here, Miss Jan up front. Uh, oh, Holy Night and the, the lyric, The Soul Felt Its Worth. Oh, just yeah, just, just the lyric. Gotcha. Oh, Holy Night. I love that one. All right, here we go. couple in the middle. Let's see how we manage working your way that way, Josh. There's a trick for you. Reach over. There we go. Rudolph. And what else? <laughs> Two Rudolphs. That's great. Awesome. Who else? What's, your, what's that? Santa baby. <laughs> well, we got, we got some over here. Two over here, and then one back over inside. Mary, Just a sec. We're good. What's that? Mary, did you know? Mary, did you know? I like that one. Who else? What you got? Um. <laughs> what did he say? I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> so, uh, here we go in the, uh, in the cafe. We got one. Santa's coming to town. Santa's coming to town? Nice. Oh, 
Sonia, uh, we got Sophie in the middle. I should have spread these chairs out a little more for you, Josh. Sorry about that. Noel. Noel. Love that one. That was a good one. He remembers. Let's go back before you forget. Jingle Bell Rock. Jingle Bell Rock. Awesome. Here we go, Steve, up front. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. <laughs> That's a good one. Anybody else? Favorite Christmas song? You got another one? Joey's got another one. Let's do one more for Joey. Hippopotamus for Christmas. <laughs> your dad's? You like your dad's song too? That's cute. All right. Anyone else? Those are all awesome. Very cool. All right. Thank you, Josh. We're good. It's really hard to narrow down your favorite, isn't it? Your favorite Christmas song, name one, right? If you had to name one, that'd be really hard to do. Uh, mine depends on the day or the mood. Today I'm feeling like, oh, come all you faithful is a really good one. And y'all did a great job with that. Uh, the other one is rocking around the Christmas tree. I love that song. I don't know why. It's such a kind of, it's almost cheesy in a way, but I kind of like it. Um, what I love about music though, is that it does such a great job of conveying a message, right? When you first hear certain songs, you immediately know what they're about. And if you listen to them long enough, you start to remember the message, sometimes even before you even hear the words, right? Have you ever done this? I mean, I'm just thinking about rocking around the Christmas tree, that opening guitar and bass line, when you hear that, automatically, I know, right? Automatically, I know what's coming, and I start to anticipate Christmas. I start to imagine my grandma dancing around the living room, as I have that in my brain, too, as she was doing that my whole life growing up, hearing that song. Songs are awesome about conveying messages, which is appropriate because the characters we're going to talk about this morning are all about carrying this incredible message, which has been remembered, retold, and even sang for over 2,000 years. So let's catch up to where we were from last week to this week. Last week, we left off with Joseph, right? He was being told in a dream that he was going to uh, marry uh, this, this lady named Mary, but she was already pregnant with this special child from God, and they were going to name him Jesus. And soon thereafter, there was a census from Rome, and they had to move this long distance from one town to another to this town called Bethlehem. And it was so crowded, they were forced to stay in a separate space uh, with the animals. And what's crazy about this, and, and very typical, is that babies know the most inconvenient time to be born. Do we hold this true, parents? Do most of us experience this? Yes. The babies don't come at like, you know, around 11 in the morning when everybody's awake and ready and it's all good and you can just have this wonderful experience together. No, it's usually one in the morning after you've been up all day and you're just ready for the baby to finally show up and then you're so tired by the time they finally do, you're just exhausted. You're not even prepared for this child, right? Well, the birth of Jesus was no exception. Here in the middle of the night, after traveling for days uncomfortably among distant relatives and sheltered animals, which sometimes are really hard to tell apart, Jesus is born, right? Now, the months leading up to his birth, they were filled with these miraculous moments, and the night of his birth would be no exception. Somebody needed to announce the birth of this new king, right? Now, today, we put a post on social media, right? Or we had tell, call somebody. We tell somebody in our neighborhood who would tell everybody else, you know, that one person, right? We would tell that one person, they would tell everyone else in the neighborhood, and everybody would know about the birth. However, in this story, it shifts to a very unlikely place. So we're going to read it together. It's Luke 2, chapter 8, and we're going to do our best to kind of work through this. I'm going to have some, some questions for you as we go along, too, as we get into the mode of imagining this story play out. Now, I say this every week, but I will say this as well. Uh, if you have kids, 
they are not going to bother me one bit if they're yelling, all right? My kids yell at me all day long, so don't feel self-conscious, all right? Feel free to get up and move around if you need to, but feel free to stay. We'd love for you to stay in a part of the service, all right? So we're going to read this together. It's going to be up on the screen. It's going to be online for you guys as well. Luke 2, verse 8 says this. In the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Now, if you and I wanted to announce something, something really big, what would we do? Give it to me. What would you do? You want to announce something, what are you going to do? You got to post on social media. media. What would you say, Marin? Scream it out. Scream it out. All right, that's good. Anything else? Send a text. What else? What you got? Post it on TikTok. Of course. <laughs> awesome. Post it on TikTok. What you got, Joey? What's that? Snapchat a jillion people. That's a great answer. What else? Tell somebody in person. All right. There's a few ways you could do this, right? What you got, Miss Dawn? Tell your mom or your aunts. Perfect. Everybody's going to find out. Awesome. If you're looking to do something big, we look for big ways to promote it, right? But God, as He usually does, subverts our expectations and goes against our wisdom. Matter of fact, it usually goes the exact opposite. So whenever Jesus is born in a town called Bethlehem amongst a bunch of animals, He turns His attention to shepherds. Shepherds. Now, shepherds in our time have been cleaned up a little bit, right? Normally, we would do a Christmas production. We're not doing one this year, uh, but we'd have uh, the kids come up with these nice, clean, washed robes and maybe some pillowcases or towels on their heads, and they'd be dressed up, and, and we'd play these shepherd roles, right? But in reality, shepherds were very unpolished. <laughs> they were very rough. They were very unclean people. They weren't clean and cute, and they weren't very important at all, right? Most of them would have to tend their flocks outside the city gate so as not to dirty up the town. Matter of fact, the only value that shepherds have were the sheep that were flocked, that the, their flocks were made up of. Sheep were useful. They were needed. Shepherds were there just to keep up with a more valuable product. In our more modern context, uh, a good analog, I think, would be farmers or truck drivers, right? Most people in big cities, I know, I know you appreciate that one uh, there, Dave. Most uh, people in big cities appreciate the food and the goods that are in the store, right? We all do, I think, big city or small town. But rarely ever do we think about the farmer who is sowing and reaping and harvesting and doing all the hard work day after day. More often, we don't think about the truck driver who's spending all day and all night driving countless hours, missing time with their family so that we can have the goods and products we need, right? In their day, shepherds are the truck drivers and farmers, right? They were the ones who were doing all the hard work and not getting any of the recognition or reward. Shepherding would be really, really hard, right? I think, did you show that photo yet, Jane? Let's show that photo up there. Of, of, this is a modern-day shepherd boy in the Middle East, right? And it's a little dirty, right? And it's not clean, and it's not pretty, and it's not glamorous at all, as much as we probably imagine it to be. They had to wrangle obstinate sheep. They had to make sure the sheep were fed. They had to fend off predators like wolves or bears or sometimes even lions. And worst of all, they have to fend off sheep thieves, people who would come and try to steal this very valuable commodity in the middle of the night. So they'd work in shifts. they stay up during the day, and some would sleep during the day, and some would work at night, and which is where we find them in the story of Jesus' birth, staying up one night, all right? Thank you, Jaden. It most likely would have been another fairly quiet night, 
They probably would have been sitting outside watching over their sheep on a high place so they could watch the whole herd, right? They would have been listening to the sound of, of snoring sheep. I have no idea what that sounds like, but maybe you can imagine it in your head. They'd be gazing at the stars, and as they're in this quiet mode, something suddenly happens, right? Luke 2, verse 9. We're going to read it together. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. Go ahead and throw it up, Jaden. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. As I was thinking about this scene, I imagined this past summer. How many of you were at Miss Jan and, and Lisa's Fourth um, of July deal, right? You were there. A few of us were there. It was a pretty awesome experience, right? Even if you weren't, you, you remember every year here in Poundville, we have fireworks, right? As you're sitting outside and watching it, it's nice and quiet and still. And then it's so awesome to be in the mountains to be able to have fireworks because you can hear everything, even if you're not right on top, right? So as soon as they light it off, you hear that thump, right? And then you hear, and all of a sudden, boom, right? And just lights up everything, right? And the whole night, the whole, uh, wherever you're sitting, when we were sitting in Miss Janelisa's, everything was lit up around us and you could see it almost like daytime at some points, right? So imagine this scene with the shepherds quietly minding their business, pitch black of night, and then bam, right? This burst of light explodes in front of them. The verse says that the glory of the Lord shone all around them. It was like the curtain of heaven had been pulled back, and the brilliantly bright light of God was piercing through the darkness. It said that a, an angel appeared to them. Now, it's really hard for us to imagine this, right? Anybody here seen an angel? I, don't, I haven't seen one, right? I don't think so anyway. But I think you might have an idea of what it would have been like. So let's talk about that. What would you imagine this scene to be? What do you see? If some angel popped up in front of you in the middle of the night, what does it look like? What do we got? Kids, adults, all everybody in between, what's an angel look like to you? Light? What else? person with wings. Thank you for saying that. What do you got, Joey? What's an angel look like? White person, right, right? What you got, Dave? Okay. A bit freaky. All right. What you got? Mist, right? Some fog and mist, like they turned on a fog machine before they showed up. That'd be cool. All right. What else? Anybody else? What's an angel look like in your mind when you're imagining this? Halo, right? That's a good one. Awesome. Okay, so imagine the scene, right? The shepherds and they're hanging out. This bright light explodes. They have this angel. And what we see has been greatly influenced by tradition, by pictures, by media uh, over the years. I remember watching old Bugs Bunny cartoons, right? Anybody here remember those? Or maybe you watched those on replay on Boomerang or something. And I love those cartoons. What is so funny to me is what happens in those when somebody dies, what happens? They float up to heaven, they get these wings, and they sit on the clouds, right? That's what they do. It's, like, it's so crazy how that happens. But anyway, that's the, mind, the picture I get in my mind when I see an angel. It's a funny image, but it's one that kind of sticks with you. So many of you said that, wings, right? I got a picture up here. It's, thought of a, it's a statue. Jaden's going to throw it up, right? This maybe kind of is what you're imagining, right? You see this figure, um, maybe blowing a horn, I don't know, but with these wings spread out behind them. But here's the interesting thing about Scripture, and here's the interesting thing about humanity and how we process things. Within the body of, of Scripture, you look over the whole text from the beginning to the end, you'll rarely ever find any mention of angels having wings. You'll find like maybe one. <laughs> it is very few, very few texts will actually say that angels have wings. Matter of fact, only a very select few heavenly beings are, de- are classified with wings. Now, we imagine them all with wings, right? Because heaven is up there somewhere. And how do you get from down here to up there? 
You got to fly, right? You got to fly to get there. Of course, birds have wings, bats have wings, insects have wings. Wings communicates this idea that you have to get somewhere else, right? To a place where humans can't live. But most of the time, angels show up in scripture like normal people. Now, in this case, this heavenly being would stand out, not because of his features though, but because of the stuff happening around him, right? It says the angel shone with this bright light, but the angel wasn't the source of light. God was. So we make it begin to reimagine this scene as a figure, almost like a human. As a matter of fact, you read the New Testament, uh, some of the New Testament writers will say you entertain angels unawares, meaning there's angels maybe in your life that you're not aware of because they're not showing up with wings and bright lights. They're showing up looking like normal people, right? So we make it imagine this figure as a shepherd sitting around, this bright light comes in, this figure stands human-like figure, intense bright light surrounding him, and suddenly appearing uh, next to these normal, everyday, dirty shepherds is this beautiful, bright light, right? It's this scene orchestrated by God to show what the angel is about to tell. You see, on earth, humanity has lived in darkness under the weight of sin and death. They lived on a religious system of sacrifices to bring them close to God, right? and hoping that their work would lessen their suffering to maybe bring them blessing. The shepherds guard the flocks of the sheep that are going to be the sacrifice in the temple that are going to remove the sins of the people once a year, but they themselves never have hope of standing close to God. And yet here, on the night of the birth of the Savior, heaven shows up to them. The lowly, unclean, unimportant shepherds are giving the highest honor as heaven opens in front of their very eyes. This imagery is important because like a song, it conveys this message. And it's appropriate that the angel delivers it, not because they represent, or excuse me, not just because they represent heaven, but because the name the text gives them isn't a title, it's a descriptor. Angel isn't a name, it's a meaning, right? Angel in Hebrew is malak, meaning messenger. And that's exactly what this figure does in the next verse. Luke 10, to, uh, excuse me, Luke 2, 10 through 12 says this. The angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born in this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. So heaven opens up to announce this message that this night is the culmination of the plan that God started at the very beginning, that God himself is stepping into his creation in the form of flesh to rescue his people. But he's not doing it by coming in lightning and cloud, right? He's not doing it appearing in dazzling robes and sitting in a throne and doing all these big things that we imagine, but he comes taking on flesh, becoming this vulnerable, dependent, human, fragile baby. It's easy to sing songs like Heart the Herald Angels Sing and just kind of mouth our way through. We hear it every year and we kind of get used to it. But the song was written to recapture this moment, to say, listen up. Hear the testimony of the angels. Feel anew the light of heaven as it streams around you to hear anew the good news of great joy of the Christ who has come to set us free and who is with us now. That's what the angels were saying that night. Luke 2, 13 and 14 says, Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. 
You see, it wasn't enough to have one messenger, but the whole heavenly choir breaks out. You see, the curtain of heaven was beginning to be pulled open. I imagine it like a stage, right? You ever been to a play and you see the, the people on the stage, and you see these giant curtains, right? And sometimes the curtain opens up just enough for a little bit of the scene, and sometimes it opens wider to reveal so much more. And I imagine this scene here as the one angel sits in place, but then as he's announcing this good news, then God starts to pull back more and more of the picture. We begin to see more of heaven. And then you begin to see what happens in heaven all the time. You see these angels singing all around, just standing in the warmth and light of the Creator and letting the worship roll off their lips for eternity. We complain when we have to stand too long to sing or if the music's too loud or too quiet, but they stand for eternity and content to do so because they know there's nothing more valuable than doing what you're made to do with the one you're made to do it with. With the closing chorus, the curtain, though, is once more pulled back. Heaven's closed off, and the shepherds are listening. They didn't miss the message amongst the glamour and splendor. It would have been easy for them to say, Whoa, did you see that? Did you... Did you can you, can you imagine what just happened? What? Are we crazy? We're going crazy here? This is incredible, right? They didn't say that, though. They said, did you hear that? Important distinction. The Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one, the promised king is here, and he's right there in our town. They didn't just see or overwhelm. They heard and they processed and they acted on it. Matter of fact, Luke 2, 15 says this. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, hey, let us go to Bethlehem. And let us see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. You see, the glory of heaven might have left them in that field when it shut up, but they knew exactly where to find it again because they were listening. So they heard the flock close to town, and they, they come into the town to find this baby Jesus. Now, they don't know exactly where he is. Bethlehem is a little bit bigger town than Nazareth would have been, so it was a fairly decent-sized place, and it would have taken some time. So imagine this scene, right? We're in, we're in Bethlehem. You're sitting in your house. It's nighttime, probably the middle of the night. Again, babies aren't born at convenient times. Middle of the night, you're trying to sleep, and all of a sudden, a shepherd comes up and goes, hey, have you had a baby tonight? <laughs> How awkward would that have been, right? Like, uh, what? first of all, who are you? And second of all, what are you asking me? Uh, or, uh, did you wake me up? to find out if I have a baby. What kind of question is that, right? But these guys didn't care. They had to find him. So they bustle around town and they wake everybody up they possibly can and they finally find him, just as the angel said, wrapped in a swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Luke 2, 16 and 17 says this. It says, they went with haste and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. When they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. In other words, they said, you guys aren't going to believe this, right? We were out chilling in the field. It was just dark. The, sneeper, the sheep were snoring. It was just awesome time. We were just hanging out. And all of a sudden, wham, right? We're just ambushed by all these angels, bright lights, stars singing. It was this crazy experience. But the whole time they were saying, they were saying there was a Savior that was here. There was someone here. Luke 2, 18 through 20 says this, All who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. You see what happened here? They heard the song of heaven, right? They witnessed the truth in flesh. And now they're carrying the song back out with them. 
the ones that had heard the message from the messengers of heaven have now become the messengers for the rest of humanity. The simple, lowly, unknown, unimportant have become the most important people in all of human history at that moment. They would be the very first to carry good news of great joy. Jesus would later, later tell his disciples to pray this in Matthew 16. He said, when you pray, pray your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He's talking about God there. God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You see, the goal, God's goal from the very beginning after the fall is the reconnection of heaven and earth. And that's what the shepherds were living out that night. And that's our call today. We who by many standards are the lowly and the unknown, the unimportant, are to live with God's will above our own, as if heaven were sitting here now, looking forward to the day when it comes, and in the meantime, being messengers of the light and hope to a world covered in darkness. So if you're here this morning, and maybe you're a seeker, maybe you're someone on the outside, maybe you're like the shepherds and you're, you've been awakened to a new thing today of, of the light of heaven stepping into the world, of God coming in flesh. That baby grows up to be a man called Jesus who would save us from our sins, who would die death on a cross and raise again to new life to prove that we who are broken and hurting and lost in our sin are now redeemed and restored and brought back to where we were supposed to be in the beginning. And if you're sitting on the outside of that story, and you're like, well, I don't know. I, I want to believe it, but I'm not sure if I do. First, I want to encourage you. Faith is about a journey of questions. And so if you're here and you're like, I don't quite know. I'm thinking on it. I'm wrestling with this. But I'm not quite sure. Know that you can continue to come here, be a part of our church family, and ask and have those questions discussed with you. And we'll work through that. I guarantee you, I, I can't promise every answer. Buy, I can give you a little bit, but what the, the beautiful thing about faith is the journey it takes to find the answer that the Creator provides for us. And so if you have questions and doubt, keep sitting in with us. But if you want to respond to that, if you're hearing the song of the angels and saying, God has stepped out of heaven and stepped into earth, to the lowly, to the unimportant, to the ones that nobody will look at, and yet today he is looking at you. And he's saying, you are not lowly and unimportant. I've come to visit you in Palinol, Vermont, on Sunday, Sunday morning, December the 18th, 2022. I'm here in the moment to visit you, to bring heaven to earth, to redeem, restore, and reconnect you right now. And if that's you and you're ready to respond to that, we're going to pray. Matter of fact, we're going to do it right now. We're going to do things a little bit differently this morning. So I want to encourage you. Let's, let's take just a moment. All heads bowed, all eyes closed. We're going to pray this prayer together. If you're ready to respond to that call of Christ in your life, of him coming uh, to this world to save you from your sin, you say, man, I'm ready to jump in on that promise to follow him. You do it by responding in this way, by praying these words. You just say, dear Jesus, first, I thank you. I thank you that you have looked at me, that you don't see someone as unimportant, but someone who is worthy. God, that you have come to visit me this morning. I'm sorry, God, for all the things, man, I've messed up. All the people I've hurt, intentionally or unintentionally, all the mistakes that I've made, all the stuff that's been sitting inside of me, the anger, the hate, the doubt, the worry, the, the, all the things, God. Lord, today I just want to sit in your light, to sit in your presence, and to live each day living in it. 
not content to be sitting in the darkness that I've sat in, but to turn from what I've done to follow you as you're calling me to do today. Now, if that's you this morning, as all heads are still bowed, all eyes shut, I want to encourage you to connect with us after we're done, all right? So just think about that. If you made that decision this morning, in person or online, like or leave a comment we're posting online. In person, find me. I'll have a couple of guys we'll pull over. We're going to pray together with you this morning as we make those decisions. If you're not ready yet, continue to come and be a part. But if you made it, connect with us today. I want to thank you for that. Amen. All right, all heads up this morning because we're going to do something a little bit different. This morning we're doing communion, right? We had lots of food today. We had some awesome stuff. Thank you for everyone who brought all the good. Was it good? The food good? Yeah. All right, awesome, good. It helped keep you awake while you're listening to me. That's great. It's perfect. Plan checked. All right, so uh, <clears throat> what we're going to do today, though, is we're going to take some communion. See, because John the Baptist, who saw Jesus uh, when he was coming to be baptized, said this. He said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. There's another reason it was so appropriate the first people to hold Jesus were shepherds. They didn't realize it at the time, but the days and the nights they spent watching sheep that would be sacrificed at the temple for sins were about to be over as they held that final sacrifice in their arms that night. You see, Christmas means nothing without Easter. It's just another day on the calendar. The night before going to the cross, Jesus had a final meal with his disciples and he commanded that they keep practicing it as a means to remember what his life and his death really meant. So this morning, we're going to do just that. We've got the, the bread and the cup placed here. I'm going to open those up in just a minute. And I want to encourage you to come from your seats, like you did with the food over there, and come pick one each and then head back to your seats. And we're going to um, read, the, read the scripture and, and take these elements together. Before we do that, I want to pray over that and over you, and then we're going to take communion together. So let's pray one more time. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, God, that you have given us the hope of heaven, that you did not see us in our sin and leave us, but you have come to rescue us, God, that you didn't stay as a baby, but you grew up as a man, a man who willingly sacrificed his life, perfect, sinless life that we could never live, died a death on a cross that we deserve, and was raised again to new life to prove that we who are broken, who are messed up, are given life abundant and eternal through believing, confessing, and following after you. God, we praise you that the cross stands at the center of our faith that by it we are saved, redeemed, and restored. May we all who believe and follow after you this morning receive that anew as we take in communion, remembering what you've done for us today again. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, so I'm gonna open these up and I encourage you one by one, just kind of form a line and kind of cycle through and then come back to your seats and when we're all done, uh, when everybody has it, then we'll take it together. 1 Corinthians 11, 23 and 24, Paul wrote this. He said, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me, for as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. The word says that after 
the very first Lord's Supper, Jesus and his disciples went out with a song. Traditionally, it was the Halal, which is Psalms 115 through 118. This morning, since we're celebrating not only Jesus' death through the Lord's Supper, but his birth, it's appropriate, I think, that we end with a Christmas song. So I'm going to ask uh, the worship team to come back up. I'm going to ask the kids, if you want to come back, we're going to sing a, a final song together. We're going to sing Joy to the World as we close out this morning. And kids, there's some special instruments. If you want to grab an instrument and want to play, feel free to play along, right? All right. Thank you all. Woo, buzz back. It's all right. Thank you all so much for being with us this morning. Make sure you give you want some more food, grab some food. If not, make sure you take back what you brought. And if you could use a couple of hands to help clean up, that'd be great. And make sure you tell somebody you love them for God out here. Hopefully see you next week and Merry Christmas.